their bros, their dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. Either give up or you just say, you know what? I suck at this. And then you just move on to something else. Hmm. Yeah. So what you're saying is 11 weeks is too late for an abortion. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's a, that's what men should put out in the world to uh, be, to be relatable to their listeners. 11 weeks. We should have gave stick up. Stick with it. Should have gave up before six weeks. And, <laughs> but you know, honestly, we didn't even know what we had until week eight. So, right. So it was, it was already too late. Yeah. You know? So maybe we're we're talking in uh, Brodad's weeks. Maybe Brodad's weeks are like dog weeks to a pregnancy. Oh. Yeah. So eleven of our weeks is basically a full term pregnancy. Yep. Yeah. So. And now we got a. Beautiful little baby podcast. <laughs> Ten pounds, twelve ounces. Um, cool. Well, how have you been in the past four days? I have been not too bad. Well, I I want to hear more about this marmot that uh, shit all over your engine. <laughs> Harry pulls up in my driveway, <laughs> and I see him with his hood up, and I think, well, Harry might be here for a while. <laughs> Although I thought, how did he get here and then have a problem with his engine? <laughs> and then he goes, you have a new friend in your neighborhood. There's <laughs> a marmot that was in, and it just ran out when I opened the hood. But did it did it scurry? I mean, I think I don't quite understand. Did it scurry off, or did it just look at you and sit there for a while? Yeah, it looked at me, and um, it tried to like, if I just stand still, he won't see me, which is a terrible tactic when you're a prey animal. Oh yeah, because I see you. I, I know you're on top of my engine, and then I and then I looked at him and I said, "Get out of here!" And then he leaped down and skedaddled off. Man, but did, was there marmot poop on your engine? There was a lot of marmot Is poop. Is there still marmot poop on there? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to wash that off. Nah, let the mechanic take care of it. <laughs> or, just, or just tell your mechanic, tell your mechanic uh, oh, man, my kid sneaks in my car every once in a while. So <laughs> if you find any lollipops or anything in the engine, just let me know. And then he'll open it up and find little marble marmot shit. Do they, do they do marbles or do they do Hershey, like, yeah, they tootsie do. Rolls. Yeah, they do tur- tootsie rolls. Yeah, <laughs> and the the big kind, not the little cheap kinds that they have now, where it's like sad and small. It's like, oh, these are almost jumbo size. Tootsie oh rolls. yeah, no, I remember the jumbo size. You don't yeah. see those probably because that's too much tootsie roll. Yeah, that's always the saddest. That's the saddest prize for me. <laughs> Someone gave me a black cherry, uh, like sour candy, and I. I spit it out. Oh. <laughs> I, I experienced the sour, and I was like, not worth it. <laughs> I'm not sick. This isn't time for black cherry. It's weird. It's like, <clears throat> if you start thinking that NyQuil tastes good. Oh, man. It's because you're a, yeah, because you just became you became a, an addict. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <to> NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sad, because out of all the things 
There's a lot of things in the world that you can be addicted to, and that's the saddest one. NyQuil? Well, oh, yeah. It, it's up there with, like, like being addicted to, like, getting pegged or, like... I don't think... Like, smoking scorpion venom and stuff like that. I think... Man, I think both of those things are really cool. <laughs> man. I mean, to be addicted to it, too? Like, what's the withdrawal from not getting pegged? Oh, my butthole's tight enough. <laughs> ah, I, can't, I, can't, I can't poop. When's the last time you've been pegged? It's been four days. <laughs> go, down, go down to this massage parlor. Ask for the oldest Asian lady. She's got carpal tunnel. She's tired of giving happy endings. She'll give you a sad pegging. <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to... To try like a one of those massage places, but knowing got, my luck, I would go into one that's legit. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's not what I want. Well, and or or <laughs> it would be funny to be like, I'd like a happy ending, and then they just put on like a sock puppet show, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, tip? Do I get a tip? Like, man, those socks were crusty. I want to be. <laughs> I want to be one of the people making the socks crusty. <laughs> I I really don't understand like what well, other than the the trafficking. Yeah, that's not good. That, yeah, <laughs> like those are victims. But like, if you le- if you're legit, come come here, and that's what you want to do to make yeah. money. I'm like. Hey man. Hey man, it's a rock. You're in between a rock and a hard dick. <laughs> it's I like the hand jobs, but man, I could really do without the sex slaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that man, that that always just do it brings great. me down. Like, <laughs> like if, if 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 I was in the massage parlor and and that situation came about, the first question I'm asking is are you here by your own will? Because and don't you don't have to say anything, just wink twice for yes. Yeah. And then once I know that, I'm not. I don't want that happy ending. It's not happy. Yeah, we'll sneak out of here like two people in a trench coat. <laughs> I'll get you out of here. I'm gonna be your hero. And then when I've saved you, I get all the hand jobs for free. <laughs> <laughs> All these charity hand jobs. <laughs> these are freedom jobs. These are, these are yeah, man. These are uh, citizen orgasms. Man, you know what's so funny? They're like right near our place, uh, right in the valley. Uh, I don't. Did you take the Argonne exit by any chance to get here? Nope. Okay. So uh, if you if you ever do. Take the Argonne exit to get here. Uh, as you're coming down there, there's a Thai food restaurant. You got okay. great lunch specials, good right. food. And right next to it is Asian massages. And oh, yeah, I'm always like, what? Do they just, is it, do they like, they have like cousins? <laughs> uh, like, hey, Liz, you come here. You, you give enough hand jobs, you'll learn enough to serve tables. <laughs> it's, it's like the union. There's a place, the Union Gospel Mission in Spokane, where you you go and you get you get uh, sober, 
you know, and then they go, hey, why don't you go f- learn how to fix cars for a Union Gospel car lot? You know, oh, it's yeah, it's like yeah. a way, it's like a tiered system. Yeah. And maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe they just, you just give hand jobs. Is it slavery? <laughs> if you ever got to say that, <laughs> then it's like, yeah, I, I think it's slavery. <laughs> well, or is it indentured servitude? Because... It's there's maybe they're like, listen, just give enough hand jobs to pay off that seventeen hundred dollar flight. And they're like, they don't understand the money. And so they're like, well, okay, they're doing it in Thailand bot, which is like 30 to one. And so when they see that they get 70 American dollars, maybe they're like, oh, it's going to take it's going to take a lot to pay off that 30,000 bot (laughs) plane ticket. <laughs> and uh so yeah but that's so funny because that is like i'm just trying like what if there was a person in like the 1800s that was like but is it even slavery or is it a sort of indebtedness that will be paid back through labor <laughs> That I, was I that, think, that was a Democrat in eighteen twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a, a good little run there of indentured servitude. Uh, too bad if you were darker than khaki, they were like, "Nah, you're just gonna be just a slave." <laughs> you're indentured. Yeah, you didn't pay it all back. That would be the hard thing. Like, did they when slaves when they're like, "No, he's a free man," like. What what would they do to be like? No, see, I got this certificate. Well, like what? what, what well, yeah, they usually had paperwork. Ah, okay, all yeah. right. But Is, but they don't. They didn't have lamination machines back then, so that's a really yeah, scary. Yeah, you just had a you just had a piece of paper, and if you fell in a lake, well, you're screwed. Yeah, man, I would think that would be. They gotta put that on like a, uh, like a. Like a walrus tusk or something. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I have the tusk of freedom. Okay, he's good. That's the whole storyline of Twelve Years of a Slave. Like he's a, well, he doesn't have paperwork because he was born in the North, so he was a free person. But some, what, um, what used to happen is slave uh, grabbers. I, I don't know. They would come to areas, just grab up some black people, and then be like, "Yeah, you." You're a runaway slave, and then just sell them. Holy shit! Yeah, and because oh nobody God. and because nobody really cared, they just that's where they're doing with these Chinese hand jobbers. That's probably <laughs> hand jobbers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's somewhere over in. The- <laughs> Sorry, hand job us. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, that kind of sounds. Kind of sounds I mean, because what, like, they were, is there sewing in a factory or, you know, getting poisoned for making iPhones or whatever? And then, well, they're like, one day they're like, yeah, I'll get in this van. And then now they're in Argonne exit. <laughs> this, I just, it seems like such a wild thing. Like, have you yeah. ever seen the, the investigative journalism where they're like, the way we know that these are hand job places is uh, a lot of times because they, they cycle through so many people, they don't have time. So they just take the Kleenex and put it in like a old, like a, like a milk jug. And then they're like, what? Then they're like opening cabinets and they're like, look at this milk jug. Look at this milk jug. Look at, th-. and they're all filled with Kleenexes. That's, that seems like a, a terrible system. Whatever happened to trash cans? 
<clears throat> I mean, yeah, that's a good point. You know what? Maybe because they don't, because you can shove them into the yeah, that's true. And it's all just one point of entry, so they don't flop yeah. all over. You know what though? If I was doing that, if I was getting happy endings, you're gonna give me my napkin. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're not gonna my. You're not gonna have a big lump of my DNA here in case a a triple homicide happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Is like, could you imagine being in one of those places when they get busted? And you're like, oh man, can you imagine it? Like, what point? <laughs> what's worse? Right after you come or right before you come? You're like, ah, just give her another 30 seconds. (laughs) Or or would you be like, ah, no, oh, I'm guilty, clearly. (laughs) Ah, I'll go to jail, but at least I'm relaxed. And then I I think that's probably the better version because you don't want to go to jail like, fucking, I just got to (laughs) bust We're going to jail with this like fucking unhinged horniness. Especially if you're a guy. I feel like horny guys throughout history have made some of the worst mistakes ever. But have built some of the best churches. (laughs) I think the Mormon religion was just a horny guy that was like, look. Well, we get two wives. I I, I just, it always blows my mind when you see, like, when you look at the histories of some of these churches, and it's like, one guy said something, and then other people were like, yeah, I believe what he's saying. And then, turns out, he just wants to fuck people in the butt. He wants all their wives. Yeah. At some point, yeah, I'd be like... In the OG Bible, it said nothing about Jesus just fucking everybody. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. They needed something else, right? The Christianity was too... It wasn't personal yeah. enough. They wanted to They want to know the new Messiah. And yeah. uh, But I don't know. You know, that was 2,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah you know? maybe, they, maybe they cut those parts out of the Bible. Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> the part where he was, like, thumbing Judas in the butt, you know? Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know any. I don't know any guys that aren't into orgies that just have twelve buddy, just twelve dudes over for drinks and a dinner. <laughs> Get that guy to come in and paint us too. <laughs> that's not. That's an orgy guy wearing a robe all the time. See, I would like. <laughs> yeah, something to easily. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, I turned this water into wine, and I turned, th- which also turned that non-consent into consent. <laughs> Man, I love when I'm um, doing comedy. Uh, one of my easy little things to get into is talking about religion and like the little holes in it. Oh, it, it brings me so much joy. To make fun of it, even though, like a, a, a group of the people in the audience, oh yeah, their yeah. buttholes are just clenched. Yeah, people, people, people—they uh, get attached to that as an identity. It's hard. I mean, I know people like you could say whatever you want. You could talk about, you know, pedophiles, whatever. But as soon yeah. as you, as soon as you start making fun of G, you can even make fun of priests. 
Yeah. But if they but then if you say something about Jesus, then they're like, not okay, man. I think it's almost better if you know enough to like pull out, you know, idiosyncrasies from the Bible or from scripture, yes. which Be- I do not. Yeah, that's the that's the thing when you hear, you know, like you see like a newer um, comedian attempt to do something like that, but they didn't like do any research, and then they just go. Man, the Bible's dumb. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, yeah. you gotta if, if you're gonna I feel like if you if you point out like specific uh areas, you you can get a better response. I was at an open mic Thursday and I was talking about, you know, that there's a there's a a verse in the Bible about um uh, uh I forget her name and these guys um, are shooting sperm, and it says like donkey emissions, and and I and I was just like, man, they never, they never talked about that in Bible school. If they said if they talked about that line in Bible school, I'd have been hooked on the Bible. They would have banned. They were gonna ban that in Florida now. Yep, maybe. They, this I, is I, a donkey emissionless state. <laughs> wow, I really think, I I I really think. We haven't had a real, uh, like, show or um, mini series or anything about all of the Bible. Oh, well, it's impossible. Because they always do like they'll do stuff like, like every Easter they'll do like the you know all the the you know the the, the big hitters. Yeah, yeah, we we get maybe you know we get Christmas, we get Easter. That's yeah. the B and E. And, uh, <laughs> and then we get, uh, you know, maybe we get a little David and Goliath. Yeah. You know, maybe you get, uh, you know, a little Noah's Ark, you know. Yeah, maybe you get crazy, you get uh, Moses part in the sea, and uh, and the, the guy, his wife turns into salt because she looks back. But, yeah. yeah, we need to get more of this donkey jizz Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is new to me. I didn't know about that. You didn't the know do- about that? No. Oh, no, man. I just know about the, the hits. I get through the, you know, I mean, I've all these people who are like, I sat down with the Bible and I read it. And I got to tell you, it's got some few holes in it. I'd, I, I, all these people I've met in my whole life, I'm like, what the fuck? Now I'm like, why did you not talk about the donkey jizz? <laughs> <It, coughs> and I don't know why they kept it in the Bible because there's lots of things that they changed. There's lots of words that got changed. Lots of, um, phrases that through translation they used a different word instead of the a word that would better describe that thing and it kind of changed the meaning of it but they kept this entire verse in there about the donkey emissions about and it's like why that you can you could just say like whatever bible term for super horny is, you could have just used that. Well, you know, what's funny about people use the Bible to go against like homosexuality or to go against, uh, uh, I don't know, just different, a variety of sins when they're like, well, no rich man goes through. It's easier for a rich man to go to heaven than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle or whatever. Uh, none of that stuff's addressed in the 10 commandments. Like, so there's yeah. So like they don't say anything about bestiality in the Ten Commandments. They don't. So does that mean it's good? Or when they wrote that, they were like, nobody's gonna do that. 
I'm pretty sure back in those days, a lot of people was doing yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, they were like, if this you, is how you don't commit adultery. <laughs> if you go to Wikipedia and type in bestiality, there is a photo, uh, a drawing of a guy banging a sheep under a tree. Like, he was relaxing in the shade, <laughs> outside, banging a sheep. So, it must have been a big enough problem but they still didn't, like, it's still not part of the commandments. I, I would have put that at, like, number three or four. Yeah. It's like, don't kill. Murder. Don't don't fuck the goats. All right, number three, don't steal. It, it would have been like that. But no, they didn't even put it in the top ten. And there's, like, 250 commandments. There's a lot of commandments. What? Yeah. Man, I don't, I yeah, this is all news to me. Yeah, there's a lot of commandments. So it might be in there, but, I mean, the top 10, could you just imagine Moses just bringing down more of those tablets? Yeah, well... Because there's 10 on two tablets, I guess. So. But then the rest uh, got written with... The rest got lost because the ink disappeared because uh, <laughs> the ink was made out of donkey juice. <laughs> or, sorry, donkey emissions. <laughs> That's, wouldn't that be funny? Disappearing ink is just donkey emissions. From, it's biblical. <laughs> Like I just I, I I got I just when I was young I got into it because my grandma used to make me read the Bible to her when I got home from school and just being like a little kid I would just read these things and I'd be like what but how come this isn't happening right now like how <laughs> like how come there's no burning bushes like right now how does how does this relate to me like like you know like in fantasy um you know like Lord of the Rings and stuff they got dragons and trees and big ass spiders. So that's how I thought about it. I was like, oh, okay, back in the day, things were just wild. And then, you know, as soon as we started living in cities, we were like, man, we can't have these burning bushes. Yeah. We're burning down towns. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, with Noah's Ark, when they were like, we got we to gotta, we gotta flood all this crazy shit. I mean, I just imagined everybody. They don't talk about the giants. Yeah, well, I. Uh, yeah. They drowned giants in. In Noah's um, art well, they story. I just pictured everybody just going nuts. Everybody stealing and banging each each other's wives and <laughs> fighting. That's a good... That would be a great movie. They yeah. never talk about <laughs> like the person who like didn't know about Noah and him yeah. building the ark. <laughs> he just mind his own business. And then he sees the ark and it's raining. It's like, what's going on? It's like, man, you didn't hear... Noah's been building his ark because he says God is going to punish us by flooding the earth. He's well, like, that's what? what I don't get. Is it the earth was just that one town? <laughs> that's why I never understood about the whole story. I'm like, is how small was Earth at that point? See, that's how. See, that's how these stories. And like all of North America and South America were just unaffected and building mine temples and see you know what i mean living with the earth and and having uh being one with the wolves <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah wouldn't that be funny if like the uh, the whole bible and is just about like europe and northern africa and china and now north and south america were like the their own thing happening during all the anyway, I mean, which is probably this is probably what happened. I think that I, I honestly think that's what's going on. I think because they didn't know about it, that they were just like, This this is what's happening for us. This is how we're dealing with it. 
and and honestly, I think most of the uh like rules and stuff in the that seen the Bible, I think it just came from like five dudes who were like, you know yeah. what I'm tired of? I'm tired of people um not working and going out with their buddies and butt fucking under the tree. <laughs> They're not tending to the crops. And that's why people are starving. So let's put something in a, let's make a rule that says no more butt fucking. And then everybody was like, yes. I think that's what happened. Or just one guy was like, you know what? Fucking somebody in the butt is gross. And then he just wrote it as a rule. That's, I, I think that's how it happened. All these things just came off of just people. Or these guys just kept getting urinary tract infections. <laughs> they just, their dick just fucking hurt like hell and then they died. They just needed to make a rule to keep yeah. them safe. Yeah. <laughs> these guys keep, they put it together finally after a millennia of butt fucking. Oh, man. <laughs> this guy I, died grabbing his dick. I um well I listened to a podcast about this documentary. It's called Patient Zero, about um this guy who everyone thought was the first person with AIDS in North America, and it was such a it was such a mind blowing thing. Like I had already known that a, a, a such thing as a patient zero doesn't exist, like like an originator mm-hmm. for AIDS. Like we don't know who that person is. Yeah. There's no way. Um, I but Jane Goodall, it's probably her. She was sucking them goddamn chip dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be hanging out there with them for 20 years and didn't fall in love with one. The, how, the AIDS epidemic. You heard it. You heard it here on bro. Ted's podcast. Yes, you did. Jay Goodall, you owe humanity an apology. Jane Goodall is why AIDS happened. Yes, you chimp fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's not alive because that, that could be slander. She died of AIDS. They, <laughs> they said it was a poacher, but she got she got poached by the autoimmune deficiency syndrome. <laughs> All right, so the story goes like this. This sexy gay guy is a a flight attendant, and he's banging everybody. And then they start finding out about this thing called um, gay cancer, which was what they were calling it. Yeah. And so um, CDC's tracing it, and uh, everybody is connected to this one guy. Everybody seems to have banged this one guy. So they contact him, and he's like, all right, I'll show you the people that I – had sex with wow and so he he led them to like 50 something people um and so in the so they did this thing called a cluster study to kind of find out is this disease sexually transmitted and so all the data that they got came from him because he gave them basically the entire um study group and they named him in the study patient O. Oh. And people started and people started going, Oh, patient zero. And the guy who wrote the thing was like, No, he's patient O for outside of California. That's what it stood for. <laughs> oh my God. And that's so then crazy. people and because of how the guy, um, I, I can't remember his name right now, but he didn't stop banging. Like he had it. But he kept banging because he because his um his the way he was thinking was 
well, I don't know if it's sexy to transmit it, and I like to bang, so I'm gonna keep banging until you oh, prove yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back then, yeah, they, they, and everyone was going nuts. And um, like weeks after he died, it came out, and people were like, "Well, he was all over the gay scene. He he was here," and so people so people thought that he was the originator, and he was going out and giving it to people knowingly, um, out of like. It intentionally, like, like, oh yeah, intentionally yeah, yeah. doing it, like that, like when when uh, COVID started and you saw people like licking their hand and putting it all over the yeah yeah like all, all over the elevator yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but he didn't know he was just out there having fun yeah and and he just thought he had cancer because that's what it was manifesting for him right, as right. was cancer, and it. What it did for me when I was um, listening to this podcast, what it did for me was it made me understand how, uh, like, the layman doesn't understand anything about how science works, about how statistics or studies, like, the average person who's just sitting there in their pickup truck and they're listening to some AM radio station and someone's like, the goddamn China syndrome came from a pangolin that got on a fucking plane and came to Florida and he 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 yeah. sneezed on a on I an mean, old lady. And it's like none of these things none of these things are scientifically proven. Now, you know, again, you can't just believe every single thing a scientist says but if yeah but you can believe it more than your you know uh, uh, yeah your your uncle who's been a dock worker for 25 years yeah yeah no if covid taught us anything it's that people i mean i mean during covid and everybody got into their own tribe i was like oh yeah okay this is how World War Two happened like this, <laughs> you know, like I mean, you had a charismatic leader yep. who was a populist yep. coming out. And <laughs> people, these people are like, yeah, listen to, to the science or whatever. And uh, it is it is wild how people just fell lockstep. And, and, I yep. mean, uh, you know, and I don't know. I kind of look at it sometimes and I'm like, you know, fuck, did I need that? third booster whatever you know like yeah i mean i feel like sometimes i'm i was doing shit like when i got that so i got covid got the vaccine so i got the vaccine months later got covid and then i got a booster like 90 days after okay and that booster was like worse than covid my armpit swelled up and i was like fuck it man i'll just die if if they tell me to get a third booster and all this shit yeah i think i think that's what happens when uh, you're dealing with like cutting edge because the COVID vaccine was like cutting edge technology. Like this was stuff that we weren't doing before in vaccines. And so I, I think, and because of how COVID was like this weird, it, 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 we haven't seen anything like this before where it was depending on who you were, it was presenting itself differently. Like for some people, yeah, it was yeah, just like was a weird. chest cold. For other people, they would just be immobilized. Some people lost their sense of smell. Some people lost their sense of uh, uh, oh, smell and taste. I guess some people do nothing. Thing. My yeah. wife, I have to believe my wife got it. She worked in the schools. We all got it at the house. She got nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, 
What the hell? Yeah, I don't think I got it, and I think Shauna got it twice. That's crazy. So I yeah. bet you got it, but it was like you just don't. It's yeah. like a nothing. That's what I told. I'm like, there's Damn. no way I didn't get it. Although, you know, it wasn't. If COVID wasn't happening, I would have been like, oh, this was like a three-day cold. Yeah. When I got it. So, I, or, you know, I, it wasn't even like that bad. I mean, the only thing was I was downstairs. You know, once I realized I had it, I was downstairs like, when am I going to go? When is it going to go bad? Oh, yeah. And then I was just kind of getting, then I was just like alone and, yeah. uh, you know, eating my food in the basement while I was hearing <laughs> all my family having a good time up above me. And I, there was a point where I, I texted uh, Corey Michaelis and I was like, you just got COVID. Did you drink at all? He's like, yeah, I totally drank. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. So I, I went out the outside entrance and came into my garage and had a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and then the next day I was like, I'm hungover, but I just, I'm not sick. <laughs> and that's how I cured COVID. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, at least in your situation, if, you know, universe forbid something would have happened to you, Everybody would be all right, you know. You you know you wouldn't have, you, you wouldn't have destroyed their life, you know, by um, being one of the breadwinners and you just mm. dying. Yeah. That that's that's that was my biggest fear, man. When faith getting was, other people sick, no, like dying and faith would just be oh yeah without yeah. um my my income. Like I could take a leave if she wants like the parental aspects of me. But I didn't want her to be, especially when she was younger and living at home, I didn't want her to to have to suffer like I did when my dad died. Even though when my dad was alive, it wasn't like his income was yeah. so much. We were like, we're living long, you know? So it, We it, got a two-man house and a one-circumcision income. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is a good time to lead into the a question. The, I, have a, I have a topic right, question. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. This is maybe heavy. Uh, okay, if you could redo fatherhood, your father at the same age you were, 19. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like how you look over. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little mystery surrounding your age, but... Uh, I'm 42. What the fuck? I'm older than you? Not by that much. All right. I'm 87 next week. <laughs> 76. All right, if you could redo it, what would you do differently? Oh man! Just like the one one big thing. Well, I mean, the biggest thing was when uh, me and my daughter's mom um, divorced. We it it you know because we were so young, yeah, we yeah. did all the tropey shit. You know, we we fought about like who had her the longest and who could keep her and, and all that, even though in the divorce filings, um, it was basically like whoever wanted her could, you know, could keep her. You know, it, right. was, it was straight 50 50. And I didn't see Faith for like six years. Oh, shit. Yeah. From what ages? From four to nine. Yeah. Four and, to nine. Wow. And, uh, and you know a lot of a it, lot of guys never overcome that if they if they get to that point where they like don't where they like lose contact or something you know because there's a lot of you know in those breakups and divorces a lot of times where people just 
they're just like, ah, it's too much. Fuck it. And it's yeah, just, yeah, that's what you know. And, and, and we, I mean, women do this. Do women, there are some women that do the same thing. Yeah. They'll just be like, fuck it. I just want to. I just want to be done and leave. And yeah. you can have everything because you know when she went because that was the first person. I, I honestly did not feel like my family in South Carolina was my family. I felt like I was outside of them. Like, I, I felt like I was the only one who wanted to do something, wanted to strive to not just live their life in that small town. Mm-hmm. Like, people were just yeah. comfortable. Like, like, even the drug dealers were just like, yep, eight crackheads, that's my clientele. <laughs> it's like, you could go to another city and end up with 20. You could, and One overdose, I'm out of business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... So um, that's so funny. Even the drug dealers are poor. <laughs> Dude, their idea of making it was like, oh, every every month I could get a new pair of Jordans and a new hat. It's like that's... you still live with your parents, though. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, man, I, that's so rad. I remember when I used to walk up the street. You know, um, after school, I walked um, back to the house. I remember they would sit on the corner and just call me every. Um, homosexual slur there was you know and 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 i would just be like mm, this is my life i gotta this is what i gotta deal with um and so when i met faith's mom you know i i had a connection her parents loved me they did things for me they bought me christmas gifts and stuff and so when she was like uh, yeah i don't want to do this anymore i was like you're taking my my family and my identity away. yeah and so every time I would see her, man, every time I would drop Faith off, every time she would come get Faith, it, it, you would just, all those emotions would would just build up. And uh, I remember what happened. I was doing comedy, and I was supposed to leave on a weekend where I was supposed to have Faith. Because we were doing, we, you know, like back and forth weekends, even yeah, though yeah. we didn't have to. And, and I asked her, I said, well, I'm going to Montana. No, I was going to... Grand, great fault. It's one of those. I, I did a show on a pallet that was <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah, and um, <laughs> which in hindsight was not worth you know not seeing I like my how, kid. I like how that's what summed up the Montana gig. Yeah, You're like I was going to Grand, great. You know what? Fuck it. I went through a bunch of. I went through some sheep fucker town and performed on yeah, a pallet. Man, it was. <laughs> that's a, that sums oh it up right goodness. there, man. That's so fucking yeah. hilarious. That is, I mean, I don't want to say R, but that is my comedy career in a nutshell. <laughs> you're like, shit, dude, they put yeah. four pallets out? Yep. Nice. And it was it was just one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it was just one, and it was it, they didn't yeah. think about it, so it was kind of rickety. And I wasn't as fat as I am now, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I just hopped up there. But the, did they at least have a board on the so you weren't like stepping no, in between the planks? Jesus. No. Christ. What's the fucking point? You stand next to the pallet. Yeah. <laughs> and and she was really pissed, uh, and she was like, and she was like, well, how how come you get to dictate when you get to see it? And I was like, no, I'm not dictating. I'm just trying to see if you'll help me out as I pursue this new thing. And so. She would, so then, you know, the next week I'd be like, so can I, you know, can Faith, and would be like, no. And then it started becoming like a yeah. a thing, and then pretty soon I just, it got to a point where I was like, it might be better for my mental health if I don't. And I also kind of felt like I wasn't, 
that dad anymore. Like I felt like I wasn't, cause I wasn't in the military anymore. I wasn't like making a lot of money. I was scraping by and I just felt like I wasn't, I didn't measure up to what I thought um, faith deserved. And so uh, we, and it wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't an organic thing. It wasn't a decision like, no, right. not going to see it anymore. No, it just, it just became a month, two months, three months, six months, a year. And and what was so crazy is I would buy her Christmas gifts every Christmas. Like, oh, this will be the the year that um, she'll call me out the blue and I'll give her these gifts and be like, see, I didn't forget about you. So you, these gifts were just building up at your house? Yeah. Well, I had to get rid of it because in those six years, I moved like twice and I had to get rid of some of them. Oh, um, so by the time I we did meet up, she was nine, almost 10. And I had like a couple of those gifts left, but it was... Yeah, but that's not. Yeah, that had to be such a wild thing, all right? So right then, were you like, "All right, I'm back on track. I gotta be back in this kid's life." Well, you know what? It was after my heart. It was like a month after my heart attack, and before then, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm just gonna be one of those people that got a mystery child out there somewhere, where and I might see her when she's an adult, and I can tell her to her face." that I never not loved her and that I always thought about her and I always wanted to be there, but that's not how life works. And, uh, but Faith was the one that told her mom, like, hey man, you gotta, yeah. you gotta find them so I can. Why do I look like this? Yeah, <laughs> man, <laughs> the story she would tell me, she'd be like, I would be watching TV and I'll see Morgan Freeman on the television and I'd be like, is that my dad? Is like, <laughs> I am, that is, no. I I have a million less skin tags than Morgan Freeman. My God. And like, she. I, you know what though? I would like to see you narrate a penguin documentary. (laughs) There'd be a lot more cursing. That would be awesome. They stole that fucking penguin's egg. (laughs) Yo, shut the fuck up, bitch. (laughs) Quit flapping. But you know what was so cool though was that um you know me and faith we sat down and i you know and i and i was honest with her I, I didn't try to sugarcoat it you know i told her the same story that i told you where i didn't try to make myself out to be innocent right i, I put the i put the blame where blame was due on me and i didn't i didn't blame her mom at all because i didn't want her to think that that's what her mom was trying to do yeah yeah and uh, she she said, "All right, that's over. Let's let's just move on from there." And uh, but it still comes up. It still comes up in me because it's the biggest regret of my life. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I can't. I and it, it's one of those things where it's like, how could you? How could you let your mind get to the point where you thought you were better off? without your kid because I'm gonna tell you this. Um with faith in my life, life was perfect. Then when she was out of my life and I was just doing comedy and going to school and stuff, it was just miserable. And then when Faith came back, it was like 
perfect again. It, it, it was everything was everything is is cool. I, I, like like I like my life. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, well, like I said, I mean, a lot of dude, I don't know if I've ever heard that story of like someone, you know, kind of getting to that point where they just going, "Ah, fuck it." And then it's like once the once there's like so many years and that barrier gets that wall gets higher and higher. Yep. They just it's like, "Well, I guess just see this person when I'm 25." So that's yeah, hu- that's, that's what happened. Huge. Maybe yep. we should go around to all these dads and give them heart attacks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, man. That heart attack was was is like a big like shift in my philosophy and uh, the way I went about life uh, because was I, I was I had these goals and I was like comedy is not my comedy is not my goal because it's a a passion mm-hmm. and nobody makes money off their passions. I gotta I gotta get this degree. I gotta get a job um, taking photos of dead bodies, and that's just what I'm gonna do <laughs> until I'm 70. And when I had that heart attack, I was like, I, I was working like a telecom job and um, no, a telemarketing job, and I was, I was doing all these things to just try to make ends meet. And I was like, this, if you're gonna die working, yeah. you might as well die doing something that you love even if it's a real job if you love being an accountant then fucking be an accountant you know but make sure you do yeah what you what you like because at some point you might just drop dead and you don't want people to be like well i, I mean he worked at the pallet factory for 20 <laughs> years yeah but he made some nice stages yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. so it yeah so it it totally changed my no i did i had high cholesterol and i was like i need to start living and uh <laughs> now i'm thinking about getting a jet ski so i <laughs> yeah man that's a that's living you know i mean that's why i got so many cameras yeah right. yeah because at some point it's like what do you have those like willed to anybody like well those are those like in it i feel like there's a point where you get enough equipment where you're like the like it's like this, like treasure chest. Yeah. Like <laughs> I do have some weird verbal things. I told Shauna that I wanted your boys to have the Xbox One, uh, and she was like, "Why not the PlayStation Five? But at the time, the PlayStation Five was much harder to get. And I was like, "No, you're gonna bury that with me." <laughs> Cole and Emmett can have the Xbox One. I like the idea of the Xbox One, and they're like, "This was Harry's." And then they're playing it, and then one day it gets the blue screen of death. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> and at the time I had like five years of like Xbox um, Game Pass on it, so like <laughs> they could just have free games for the. <laughs> so I was like, man, they would love this. It's a legacy account. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I told uh, I told Faith I was like, you don't have to keep in it. None of this stuff is um sentimental don't sell it on ebay sell it and try to get the most you can yeah yeah. don't don't get my mom bought two houses that Mm. she never uses wow and i always think like man if she does like i'm certainly not keeping those yeah and but then sometimes when i have trouble sleeping i just count houses and (laughs) whatever 
do with the money. I'm like, and in this scenario, I'm always like, okay, I'm 60, and now I have seven hundred thousand dollars and and old and house money. Yeah. That, hopefully, they aren't condemned. And I don't even know. What, <laughs> I don't even know what these houses are like. And I don't know why. She, I don't know why she got them. Like one's in Arizona. Oh. One's near Yakima. Like it makes no sense. I might keep the one in Arizona. Uh, but what? What for? Well, you don't like winter, maybe. Yeah, I I love I love Arizona. I just don't like the government. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, because well, oh, you don't like Arizona's government. Yeah, they uh. got a little weird in 2020, <laughs> and I was like, oh, because we were honestly making plans. We were making plans really? and looking at houses. What part of Arizona? It was going to be in that um, Phoenix area, the, the suburbs around it, because we didn't want to. Dude, the summers in Arizona's are. Yeah, brutal. But like, I I feel like I'm one of those um you know those Finnick Finnick foxes, the ones with the big ears. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm one of those guys. I you just handle Yeah. Even though you know what? The older I get though, I do hate winter less because I find activities to do out in the snow. Man, we're going to Thailand and I'm bringing all underwear where my dick goes out the little circle and my balls <laughs> Do you know what kind of underwear I'm talking about? No. Oh, dude, these are amazing. This Chinese depth trap like for your 17th, penis? No, it's it, it's 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 Swedish penis heaven. I, <laughs> it's not Chinese death trap. No, your your penis goes through this little hole, and then your balls sort of are in a separate area underneath, and it's. But does it work though? Oh my god! It like I. I have like five pairs. I, I mean, they're like 17 bucks a piece. So these are like, okay. so there's times where I'm like, I'll take them. And I'm like, not today. I got to say, <laughs> I got to save you for a special occasion. <laughs> so like in the winter, I don't even, I'm like, ah, no, everything's going to be fine. But if it's a hot yeah. day, I'm like, it's your day to shine. Especially if it's a hot day <laughs> where I got something to do. Like, man, like we're going out like the other day, like a few weeks ago, we went out dancing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, today's the day. Today's the day. Don't tell Shauna. No, oh, yeah. I like that. to go dancing. It was uh, not an I, I'd rather, man, you know, the best place to go dancing, you go to a gay club. Okay. And you and dance with the lady you brought. At least, I don't yes. know. Things are different. I mean, I'm 43 now. Yeah. I'm the elder of the two of us, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah. So, but that, like 20 years ago, like that was sick. You go, you show up, you're with your girlfriend or your wife, or whatever, and then like no one's hitting on her. That's yeah. the thing. Like, if you go to, a, and, and also a lot of clubs are like, yeah. But like, I don't know if gay clubs are still like this, but. You know, 15 years ago, it was like a ton of Lady Gaga, Madonna, like okay. very dan danceable yeah. music, yeah. fun. I mean, they'd have DJs that would like, do, you know, mix music, but it'd always be like that very danceable music with lyrics, not just like techno. And uh, <clears throat> and it was great. But okay. then, uh, but then <laughs> what would happen? I, I was like, I was like, man, if I was single, <clears throat> I would totally come to the gay clubs because. Uh, women are just they seemed like like more at ease because they're not getting hit on by every creep yeah but uh but I think then, women put up their guards when they go oh, to yeah. a normal club absolutely and yeah. then when they go to a gay club it's almost like a surprise if a guy walks up they're like what oh. I started noticing though was then a lot of creeps started showing up and then yeah. I'm like oh dude 
I would be one of these creeps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go this one. Well, I used to perform with this improv troupe, and I, uh, we would always end really late. And uh, the only places that stay open like are gay bars yeah. until four in the morning. And so I'd be like, I know I can get a drink here at like one fifty, <laughs> and they'll like kind of t- you know they won't give a shit that you're still drinking it until like two fifteen. Yeah. So like, let's go here. We'll grab a drink and then we can at least like hang out for a bit. And I was with my buddy, and we were just chatting at the bar. And this gay guy I know walks in, and he's like, uh, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Like, <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to tell our mutual friends that you're in the closet <laughs> and you're out here fucking on the slide." <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, man, that's a big. Uh, I should have gone first on the big regret thing. How funny, but you go through that whole thing, and I'm like, well, I want to teach my kids French. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, that but was, man, you you know, dumb. You you found someone, you know, you found someone that, you know, you guys were compatible and well, you guys were okay. Able to- no, if I could do it all over again, one time on a Saturday when I was 21, I met this woman who was wearing a French made costume at a costume party and she kept telling me about how she and other women at her sorority give the best head but she thought she was the best and i left and i left because i was in a relationship with amanda but if i could redo my whole life i would have stayed <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding I, <laughs> that, okay. that's my biggest regret that so you imagine that You're in, you're in heaven. They're like, tell us your biggest regret. There was this chick, April, or Kabuki. It doesn't really matter. Uh, anyway, I have a lot of those ones. No, yeah. I would have had more kids. I would have had. Oh. I would have more because I always. I was. You know, I was scraping by when we had kids, and I was yeah. like, I can't afford a car with six seats. And, <laughs> you know, and and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I wish I'd had more kids. I'm, I don't know, though. I also feel like, God, it's four is such a good number. You know, yeah. you, once you get five, you're like, fuck it, may as well have, you know, once you have three kids, it's like, well, may as well have four. I don't know. That, like, to me, it's, I don't know why I'm, I think that way. Like, if I'm like, if I get lemons, I'm like, well, I got to get limes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, my father, my man just sent me out to the to the uh, to the store before my father in law came, and she's like, "Oh, we just get a little thing of vodka because they like vodka and tonics," and I was like, "Yeah, but they also like martinis sometimes. So we need <laughs> white vermouth. If you get white vermouth, you need red vermouth. And, and and if you do that, you need olives. But I don't know what kind of olives you get, so I'm gonna get like two types of olives, and then I'm gonna get lemons. Gotta get limes, Good cool. and then." Anyway, like this, and then I'm like, well, fuck. If we have gin, we need tequila. Yeah. And if we have tequila, we need whiskey. And if, uh, and if we're getting, you know, it's like if we're getting salt, we need pepper. We need, you know, <laughs> we need to balance out the universe. <laughs> anyway, this like fucking forty dollar trip turned into a two hundred dollar <laughs> grocery trip right before we're about to leave for two weeks. And that was gonna be so. Anyway, if you need some lemons, hit me up before you leave. I met um, your father-in-law. He was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, he's uh he's an accountant for a marijuana big marijuana firm in oh. multiple different states. He's the CFO. Yeah, it's oh. so funny. Straightest dude I've ever met. Like never, not sexually, just 
don't, <laughs> I don't think he's ever smoked a cigarette. I don't think he's ever wow. smoked weed. He drinks, but you know, he, he I've never seen him like sloppy or anything. Uh, yeah, he's like a sophisticated drinker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. as you know, it was a normal. Yeah, and he wasn't like. No, 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 he wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, dude, now, and now he's, yeah, it's so funny because now he's like, boy, I can't wait till the feds legalize it because we are going to blow up. Because you know? <laughs> he, he might take that company public if they, oh, if, it, if they federally make it. I hope they're the first ones because if they're the first ones, you know, like Uber and Lyft. Oh like yeah, Uber yeah. Oh, kinda... they, it'll be like it'll be a bunch all at once. Yeah, yeah, they'll be going nuts. But he's they're in right now. His brands in multiple states. Wow. So who knows, man? Um, was that your regret? Yeah, I think it, Amanda always wanted four kids. I would, and I was just so like, well, then you go get the money. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that that's a commendable thing though, because a lot of people just. Bang kids, bang no, kids, man, bang no, was... kids, bang kids, and then they're forty, and they're like, "Man, I couldn't afford two of them. <laughs> now I got six of them." And and I never, and I, I, that's why I only had one, because yeah. by the time, you know, Faith was two, I was dead broke. If I would have, if I would have had kids planning to stay in the military, then I would have. I, I I was like, oh, I, I might want three. But yeah. after that, I was like, Mm-mm. one is driving me to the poorhouse. Right. And uh, Faith <laughs> Faith is like, I'm glad you didn't because all the money goes on me. <laughs> and I was like, mm, all right. Yeah, I have a weird, I mean, it's weird having a Down syndrome sister because sometimes I'm like a parent and other times I'm like an only child, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, because when you talk about like inheriting shit. Or like where the money goes, because like when you know, like Christmases, it was like I get a Super Nintendo and she gets like you know coloring books or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. it was like <laughs> that's what she, you know, they would always try to be like, well, we'll you know, trying to you know, like most parents they want to even it out. Yeah, you know, but they would be like, we're gonna get her roller skates, and I'm like, if you get her roller skates, I'm the one that's gonna be dealing with that. Yeah, like <laughs> which you know, I this might sound uh, kind of weird, but I think. That that's um, acceptable to, you know, like get her what is the height of, you know, like what, what she would um, be really happy for. Yeah. And then get you the same. Like if, if they both got you Nintendo, Super Nintendos, one of it is. It's way. Yeah. Well, you're going to hate this, though. As a game guy, the game she would like were always like the shittiest money grab movie game. Like oh. Lion King 2. You know, oh like the, Super the hardest game the ever. The shittiest. Yeah, there was yeah. always like the shittiest games and she was just into it just because it was corresponding with whatever movie she liked. Yeah. So it, it was oh, always like, goodness. it's so funny because I'm like, is this who, this is who's into it? Like sometimes I see the stuff <laughs> she's into and I'm like, is it just idiots? <laughs> like she's super into Alan Jackson and then you go to an Alan Jackson concert and you're like, is everyone here just undiagnosed Down syndrome? Wait, Alan Jackson? Alan Jackson. Well, I guess everybody wanna, has somebody that they like. Sweat through a leather jacket, Alan Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, that dude is so huge in the South that I don't even oh, know if yeah, I can comp- I don't even know if I could put it in the words. Like growing up, he was like 
he he was so big his uh if he had a concert anywhere in those i guess six or seven states down in the south yeah it would be in like mississippi they would play the commercials in South Carolina. Holy shit. Because people would just be like, well, I'm, I'm, that's where my weekend is. <laughs> I got to take a day off. You know? <laughs> this is where our vacation is. Yeah, year, like kids. that guy was huge. Yeah, man. Al, well, well, she's really into uh, uh, um, John Denver, which is weird. That is very weird. Yeah, John Denver is to hippies what Alan Jackson is to the South. Um, <laughs> 80s hippies. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude her it the john denver thing is really wild do you think it's because the the music is nice and smooth and uh i think it's because my dad listened to it probably oh, and so there's okay. that and then uh yeah. she says it brings the spirit out in her which is fucking hilarious whoa that, i don't know what that means that sounds super deep <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is wild having a Down syndrome sister because most of the time, like my sister when when Cole quit his job as a dishwasher, yeah. she you know at, at like a fast paced restaurant, she's like, well maybe I could just do that on Fridays, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just trying to be nice. I'm like, yeah, nah, he wouldn't. He can't do that. To need people to be four foot seven or whatever. I don't know. You know, I just trying to trying to change the subject. But then there's other times where she'll say something really poignant. Like one time, uh, it was Thanksgiving, and oh no, sorry, it was Halloween. We went trick or treating. She was living with us. Kids were little. We go to bed late. And then we get up late and we're having breakfast. We take up the blinds to our main window across the street. <laughs> the guy had a bl- one of those giant, like 20 foot blow up Frankenstein dolls. Yeah. You know, blow- those big blow up things. We-, we take up the curtains and there's a blow up turkey. The next day, November what? 1st, 930, 10 in the morning, reading our cereal. No more Frankenstein. Now it's that. My sister, <laughs> my sister's eating cereal and she just goes, huh, well, that was quick. <laughs> and <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't even know you would think of shit like that. I didn't even know you knew how, what time of year it was or the, how time moves through space. <laughs> All right, we should probably wrap this up, dude. Yeah. I'm thinking. Thank oh, you um, yeah. for listening to another episode of Bro Dads. Do you have anything to pimp out? When's this going to air? Um, Next week. Okay. July 7th, Olympia, Washington. I will Ooh. be at the Comedy Cove. Oh, it's a cove. Yeah. So get out there, man. It's going to be... That'll be a great show. Uh, and... July 8th, uh, Olympian, Olympic, Olympia, Olymp, what is a person from Olympia? Olympian? Yeah, Olympian. Weird. That sounds weird. All right. Olympian comedian Gabe Rutledge will be filming a special with the production company, and I believe it's being produced. He's not paying for it. Uh, at the Spokane Comedy Club. Oh, I'm definitely there. Yeah, I got asked to MC because oh. I'm not MCing the weekend. I'm just MCing for the night of the special. That Josh Firestein's going to be in middling. It is going to be 
a real good show. I, that's a whew, that's a bond burner. <laughs> yeah, that's it's going to be. Wow. Gr- I mean, and have you seen his new hour? He has no. a he has a full new hour. He's he's recording the whole thing. Man, dude, that's it's good, man. I've seen it in I saw it in January, and then uh, okay. I saw it. Well, I saw, I saw it at a corporate gig that was a fucking nightmare. So he, <laughs> he didn't get out a lot of it, but <laughs> but I saw it in January, and then uh, I saw okay. it. Uh, later. Yeah, dude, it's real good, man. So uh, come out. Uh, filming a if you're in Spokane uh, or Olympia, uh, this will be where we will take you to Valhalla with laughter. <laughs> um, please check out the Instagram. We have clips there. Um, and I think that's it. You guys have a great one. All right, later. Dodge that donkey jizz. Yeah. <laughs>